I start tonight with a really simple yet powerful question. How good are you to you? How good are you to you? How good are you to you? Now, if I had been asked this question in the past, I certainly would have said, oh, I'm good to me, because I was measuring based on the way everybody measures, or most people, to avoid saying everybody, most people measure in a way where if they're not excessively harsh to themselves, then it's okay. But we are here talking at much deeper levels. So while you still ponder on the question, unless you want to avoid it, or you're already assuming an answer too soon, what would that matter? Well, it's essential because all relationships are impacted and would be, will begin with your relationship with yourself, which I call self-relation. And self-relation is not necessarily whether or not you have high self-esteem or any of that. Self-relation is how do you respond to you, and most of all, when you most need it. And there's so much headways that can be made at that level. So I want to open a lot of doors for you guys of higher and deeper awareness. Relationships, they're always interesting <clears throat> because they tend to be okay for as long as they're okay. But you can measure the true depth of a relation with someone when something is off, how do they respond to it? And usually that's what will determine lifelong relationships, meaning you went through a period of time when it was difficult, where the relationship could have ended, but somewhere, somehow, good, you muted yourself. Somewhere, somehow, it survived. So I'm going to paint for you a bit of a journey to open a big door of improvement that will help you to better relate to yourself. And then, of course, it will impact how you relate to others as well and the quality of your long-term relationships, be they of a love, sex, and romance nature, or a business nature, or a friendship nature. Now, <clears throat> forgive me. Without going too far back, a little over 10 days ago, it was time for me to go to New York. Somewhere, somehow, being busy with other matters, I was just freshly coming back from San Francisco. We had a seven-day training here in Los Angeles, the seven-day training um, that we have every year called Pickup Academy, coaching about 80 guys a week. I waited just a little too long to book my tickets, and by the time I did it, realizing it was Labor Day weekend, uh, it was a very last-minute costly thing, and it would have been easy for me to fall for an element of guilt or blame. Oh, man, fuck, why did I wait? But you know what? I have learned through time that it's important to know how to relate with yourself and what good would it have done to me to bust my balls when it was already passed. So instead, I refrained from being hard on myself I did surely say, well, remember, you've done that before. Be certain that you book early enough so you don't have to go through this. And the only flight that I could get was 8.30 p.m. boarding, Los Angeles arriving, New York, 5 a.m. Pretty intense on the system, especially being the fact that I'm always so productive, creative, and hustling and going at it. I don't sleep very much. Now, of course, all sorts of concerns came up, like, oh, what if I get too tired? What if this? What if that? But again, to my delight and surprise, because I pay attention to that and I want to pass that gift to you guys tonight, I refrain from making it more challenging than it already was. I stayed in being super supportive to myself 
encouraging with my words, uh, supportive in every possible way to say, you're going to do just fine. I'm, I'm here with you. Rest assured. Just relax. It's going to be awesome. And sure enough, when we stop adding harshness on the self, we sometimes can be surprised to realize that in a way we were just causing trouble where there was no need to cause trouble. All the way to a fabulous weekend over there, the ring which I hardly slept. I was excited. I wanted to see New York. The flight back was also pretty intense. Stopped by Chicago, arriving in Los Angeles. Excitement. Had not spent some time uh, actually celebrating Labor Day, so I went at it pretty strong. Strip club, this and that up to a point where by Wednesday last week, Thursday, I started to really feel an urge to charge. I call it charge, not to say sleep, because sleep, you know, it's like it feels like an obligation. So charge, which sustained itself a little bit throughout the weekend, even though I wanted to do more. Were you ever in that position where you want to do more, but there's also a counterforce? that's like pulling you in the other direction. That can split. It's almost like a relationship with somebody else where one person wants one thing and the other one wants a different thing. That's likely to create a lot of friction, a lot of contradiction, a lot of resentment, a lot of weird energy, a lot of hardship that is not needed. So there I again state the best of my ability on covering new and better ways as close as I could to 100% supportive, which by the time I reached today, I could say it's put me behind, but I'm a responsible adult. So that was just, you know, two, two things, two levels. On one hand, life is seasons and fluctuations. So never will we be at that place where we have every aspect of our lives together and they stay that way forever. It's going to be we make headways in one direction and then we're a little bit under the impression that we're behind in a different direction and it's the management of all of that, the art of living with you, your primary relationship, the one person you can't escape for as long as you're in this incarnation. So to master this art is probably the most significant thing you can do for you and everything else depends on it. So today, it was a world record of, okay, I cannot catch this call, then this one, then this one. And again, watch the phrasing, I cannot catch. This was the, the, the result of choices I had made before. And it would have been easy to get a little frustrated, to get a little panicky, and so on. But here's what I've realized. There's no need for that. Now, let's bring it home and bring it to you before we take questions on that topic or any other topic, you know how part of what we went through during our upbringing without blaming anyone or pointing the finger because people did the best with what they had. And trust me, I'm one that I know to reality. I used to teach little kids. My teaching career started with little kids and then teenagers many hours a day. So... It's an absolute necessity to have a system to manage that. We, we would need to restructure way more than just that to be able to go, okay, everybody, welcome to school today. I hope you love and appreciate yourself. So I'm not blaming or pointing fingers, but on the other hand, it's true that you probably, like me, have been exposed through your upbringing to a world record of you shouldn't, you haven't, guilt trip, blame, panic, accusation, up to a point where it's almost so ingrained that the moment something is not happening the way we want, instead of easing and going, okay, what result do you want to produce instead right now? I know you're not quite pleased with what's happening, so let's change it right now. Cool. Let's start to take some steps, and we make some headways, and if you start to move in one direction, before you know it, you have made some headways. That's fucking simple. But no, instead, we right away look for blame, look for, and we will blame a back and forth of blame where if there's an unease, we may blame someone, or then we may assume that something went wrong somewhere. If you knew how many guys waste years of precious time and resources 
obsessing about trying to identify why is it that they're not right here and right now a total success with women. And it takes so much energy for that endless search that is not needed because there's not really one explanation. There's an opportunity to make headways starting right here and right now. And the headways you're going to make is not only and just dependent on the information that you expose yourself to because we could have three people hearing the same thing right here and right now. And one person is supporting their learning by going, this is good. You're going to get this. I like this. Ooh, ooh, he's onto something, and I'm, I'm going to play with this. This is fun. This is exciting. While another one might be, yeah, I don't know, man. Sometimes I try, and the third one could be buried deep down into hearing only a fragment of what is being shared and even further do something with it, for it, because their entire experience is, yeah, I know I haven't, I should, I need to. So I want to open doors for you guys to be in to be mindful of your relation with yourself and maybe turn it into a crazy study during the days, hours, days, and weeks to come to notice how often, without realizing it consciously, we tend to go back to putting the brakes and playing the bad parent with ourselves where we start to accuse ourselves, to blame ourselves. I knew I should have done it sooner, and why do I have to deal with this? And it's a back and forth of blaming ourselves, blaming others, blaming situations, and that takes a lot of fucking energy, and that's also, that's not healthy. That's not sane. It's a form of internal insanity that's subconscious. Now, most people, you ask them, do you like yourself? They go, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I mean, they've also been conditioned that they shouldn't say, of course, I love myself. I am everything to me. I am my greatest asset. I am me. Why wouldn't I totally, completely, absolutely love myself and do everything that I can to nourish, nurture, strengthen, educate, entertain, lead powerfully myself? That is not the way most people go about it. For most, it's, it's an in-between. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't dislike myself, but I don't like, I'm not like so fond of myself. Like it would be bad to really be fond of ourselves. Put that in the context of pickup. The guy is kind of in-between. I like myself, but, and now the beauty of the flesh starts to appeal to him. He doesn't see the inside. He doesn't know her turmoil, her upbringing, all the times that she messed up. He wasn't there when she was puking, when she was sick. He's not there when she feels all weird and awkward because she's having her period and she forgot tampons and she runs a little bit and all the pressure that women go through, all the shit that they themselves have to go through, the fact that they are humans. No, he doesn't see that. All he sees is a perfect creature, and he starts to melt for her, dotting himself and putting all that attention out there, attention that never once he really got to put towards himself to really be in love in a healthy way with yourself. And then the girl may be hey, you wouldn't mind. No, I don't have a right. Can you give me a right? Now the guy will go out of his way to give her a fucking ride. Nothing wrong with that. But would you go out of your way to give yourself a fucking ride? Or on the other hand, when it comes to self-relation, like so many, like me, until I started to be pointed through spiritual studies and playing with spirit that this is a very important point that you would you would direct be ready to go any distance to ease your burden on a daily basis and on a daily basis if you really if we had a machine that could monitor the the depth of your internal relation be through words sounds feelings pictures, all those elements that blend together and have all those different variants and variations, you know, sometimes it's like a, a picture that causes a feeling and sometimes it's a feeling that leads to a picture and sometimes it's actual word and sometimes it's just a pure nonverbal and sometimes it's an unease, we don't know why, but there's an unease and all that internal turmoil prop to us for still managing despite of that but let's open a big door tonight and find out turn it into a study there's a pitfall the pitfall is to judge yourself for judging yourself blame yourself for blaming yourself accuse yourself for accusing yourself so there's a sweet spot right there it will be easy to loop in the wrong direction 
suddenly you become aware of how much shit you gave to yourself the other night because you wanted to go out, you went out and you didn't do very much. And how often in the silence of your own mind, in the context of your own beingness that nobody could witness except maybe, hey, you okay? You seem a little bothered. You just hammered it in and you said, and I need and I shouldn't. And and then the search, if only I did this. And all of that didn't bring you any money, didn't bring you any girls, didn't, didn't educate you, didn't enrich you in any way, but it took a shitload of energy. So this is a more recent discovery for me. This is beyond positive thinking. This is beyond self-hypnosis, self-help, and any such thing, which are all wonderful. But what I realized is that it's a matter of fir- at first of time. Like I could very well go for a whole week feeling good, being me, being quite good with me. Not to say that oftentimes we're, we're decent with ourselves. We're, we're decent. We tend to always treat others a little bit better than we know it. But at the same time, we feel bad thinking we should treat others better. Treat your neighbor as thyself could be seen the other way. How are you treating yourself? But then suddenly there's that moment where a little goof, a little omission, you did a little too much of this, a little not enough of that, compared to what? Compared to whom? Show me a person who's like constantly on target. We hallucinate that from others. We see them, oh, they look cool. They got the cool car. We see the girl, she looks beautiful. We hear about this guy, wow, we see that. We hallucinate. We don't know that it's a constant ebb and flow, up and down and apprehension and pushing and holding back and not being sure and being certain and wanting more and wanting less and then freaking out. You know, everybody freaks out in privacy. You could see today the most, the most righteous person, a seemingly righteous person you see wearing a beautiful suit or, you know, and I don't want to be like judgmental of suits. So however, in any setting, the guy on the news, this and that, without realizing that they probably at some point guaranteed within the past 10 days had a moment of panic, freaking out, harsh on themselves and so on. So I've turned it into a study and I'm pleased to report like really significant headways. At first it's subtle, at first it's small, but I went through an entire period of time when normally at some point, somewhere, somehow I would have stumbled. It's my own journey, okay? A little going, you know, feeling good, stacking up the event, a little omission, oh shit, I don't have my ticket. Last minute, oh, the tab is high. I'm basically paying to go there. That's all right. And then... Uh, Last-minute flight, the intensity of the trip, coming back, being a little bit on a high of like, wow, I want to do more, maybe staying up a little bit too late. We don't know. See, even those judgments, like you stayed up too late because maybe a person never stays up too late and one day they feel like, oh, man, my whole life went by and I never stayed up too late. (laughs) Look at me. I was in bed every night at the time and I missed out. We just fucking don't know. But reach deeper, hear a little deeper. Watch the pitfall of being hard on yourself the moment you notice you were too hard on yourself. And that's where the solution resides. That's the, the, the birth of a new level of relating with others. And the more you nurture that and you observe it at first, it's silent, it's subtle. Here's a step-by-step. One, we're not talking in average terms here. So, uh, for example, if we were talking about breath, We're not talking about, hey, you want a breath mint? Why? Do I stink? We're not talking at that level. We're talking at the level, your breath smells really good right now. But on top of that, take this breath mint. It will make it smell even better. So we're talking abnormal ways, okay? We're not measuring the rest of most people you would survey. Today, with final booth somewhere, we give a free something in exchange of the question, well, how do you think you relate with yourself? Most people will go, well, I'm okay. I'm quite well. Yeah, thanks, thanks for asking. What do I get? Do I get the keychain or the sticker? Can I have both? Sure, sir. Take both. But learn that you're probably not telling yourself the truth in a certain reality. Yes, maybe you are. But at the level of what we're talking about, you would complete denial that if we follow you 24-7 and we were able to be inside your mind, 
at some point we would witness a storm, we would witness a fight that would make like a street fight look like it's nothing. We would witness some abuse that, that would lead like, you know, we should, we should start to be able, you can call the cops on going, I'm abusing myself, can you please come? But <laughs> a level of abuse that would be way worse than any form of spousal abuse and so on, the, the screaming in the head and so on. So now, once you realize that, you, you observe it, Step two, watch that you don't judge yourself. It's not abnormal. You're ahead of most people when you begin to think in those terms. It's not common. It's not encouraged. Step three, be careful. Don't compare it. It's not self-help, self-hypnosis. It's not self-talk. It's not affirmation. It's step four. Detect the moment in time when in the face of distress or an omission or something that didn't go the way you wanted, it begins the blame. And even though you're already in a position that's a little delicate, you're almost like the worst friend ever because we come to ourselves making it worse. Almost like we're playing the role of the reprimanded person and the reprimander. Then begins step five to envision what, what, what if I ease that a little bit? What if I keep it simple at first? I go really alpha and I go like true big brother if you're a man listening, true big sister if you're a woman listening. Because I think this applies for everybody. And this is breakthrough discovery. And you go, hey, you're going to be all right. I know, I know. You're a little concerned right now. Breathe. What little steps could we take? And then the funny thing also is we get so used to those levels of like putting uh, uh, what? <clears throat> I was going to say impasse, but I'm not sure if it's even an English word. I-M-P-A-S-S or I-N-P-A-S-S. Impact, I think, M. But, but, but to, to make it be that there's no way out. That often we do that with other people. You know, there's plenty of times when two people argue. They could very well sit and go, hey, ease. I goofed. I'm a little upset at you. I get it. What can we do to make this better right now? My commitment is for the betterment of this. So to come back to commitment of betterment. So that's a big piece right there. I'm, I'm very peculiar because I always share the newest, the latest uh, that's on my mind. So I could have saved this, maybe not for a free talk, but I'm happy I did. Uh, for some, it may resonate. For others, you, you may hear it and distort it into something else. Watch going back quickly to thinking you're already doing this for me despite all the years of self-hypnosis, of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and so on, it's more recently during the past two years that I became aware of self-relation. And uh, I just went through a series of like, oh, it was a little extreme in that direction. And I just sustained and maintained. And I suspect this. I'm not like fully expanded into this. But I suspect that the further practice of this will get us to realize that more often than not, we were just dramatizing and everything was okay. It's just life motion around us and a manifestation of our addiction. We all have that addiction where we hope that we're going to reach a place where everything will be in place and it's going to stay the same. And it's a journey. It's a process. And you've got to ease that journey and that process by truly beyond the cute affirmation being your own best friend. And it's not a new message for me. I've shared this sometime in some of the prior podcasts presented this way because I have the reference now that indeed normally I would have at some point or another broken my pact with me. At some point I would have gone, man, what a fuck. Nobody would probably have known it. Maybe not even me. There would have been an unease around it, but I didn't. I stayed there by me going, it's okay, it's all right, it's good, and so on. So I open the floor for any questions in any direction, contribution, talking, a message that I've been trying to voice for years on this podcast is we're here to be more social. So it should be that whomever is on the line, it's your chance, even if just for the sake of the habit or seizing that opportunity, to be social, you would say, okay, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, could you say a little more about this and that? You, you got to treat it more like this. Too often people go, oh, I don't really have a question. That phenomenon of regressing to like being in school when it matters of enriching yourself as a grown-up adult, that, that is another big topic we are addressing through time. Uh, 
I'm here with most of the members of my membership groups. If you are listening to this on iTunes afterwards, your absolute, total, complete best bet, there's a link that comes with this. If you go to seductioncoaching.com, you'll, you'll be exposed to uh, the Rolls Royce of how can you, as a man, improve at a social level in 2019, soon to be 2020, what's the best approach, the best formula, should you read this book, that book? Well, we have created a system, a membership, a brotherhood that allows you to be in touch every single day, every single day, briefly, because without it, you quickly start to miss out because it's Something of great value, most men don't understand. Most men, they assume they should have it by nature. Yeah, maybe in ancient days. But in this day and age, the complexity of modern living and the dynamic of women, men, all the, the new expansion, you know, the changes, recent changes. To me, recent is 100 years. That's fucking recent. Hundred, during the past 100 years, more changes happen at the level of the male-female dynamic than any time in history before. So, of course, it's absolutely normal that you honor that part. It's a big drive. It's a drive that, that is the primary drive of all your other matters, you know, all of your other matters. A man could totally fuck up his finances because of a woman or lack thereof a girl. A man could jeopardize himself. If you know how many men confess through time that eventually here and there they're going to go to a prostitute or this or that, men that you would see them, you'd be, I had no idea. And if you did, don't feel bad. <clears throat> You're just another guy. Uh, or your business, your career, your commitment to yourself or so, you know. If a guy doesn't really have the chops that it takes, you could easily meet a girl and for two weeks it's like, oh, wow, we're having fun. We're eating out. We're ordering out. Oh, my God, this is so amazing. And well, what about the gym, brother? You were going every single day. You haven't gone. Ah, I'm okay. I'm good right now, you know. And then also uh, along the same lines, you know, suddenly you start to go, but she's nice, and you start to compromise. You hang out a little bit more, uh, less with your, your buddies. And for most, the moment they get a girl, they go, oh, I'm done studying. Well, we want to encourage, if you're a man listening right now, even if you're fucking married, okay, which I have been many times, I would urge you the new protocol, the new system that we have encouraged throughout the years, but now we're going to enforce it because I've had too many brothers, guys that five, ten years ago tapped, uh, touched on the game a little bit. They read the book. They started to do a bit better. They learned how to make a girl here and there. They did a little bit of this, and then you go, so I wonder what happened to him. Well, what happened was simple. The guy didn't dive in from the get-go. The moment he did okay for as long as the girls were okay, suddenly a girl that was a little bit better came around. He forgot all about it. He entered it because he didn't have it ingrained in his system. He entered it a little bit like, oh, no, no, she's okay. She's different. She's so nice. Okay, and he stopped studying, he stopped growing as a man, and now they come back, they look like a, oftentimes either they shrunk emotionally or they inflated physically, and it's not a pretty picture, and now another decade has gone by, and they got to get back in the game from that place, from a place where originally, so don't make that mistake, okay? If, if, even if uh, we're approaching your wedding date and you go like, she's a very strong woman, I'm going to build a powerful ha household with her, fine, your choice, okay? I wouldn't recommend it uh, that way, but let's help you with ways in which you can make that work. What questions do you have? Hey, Vince, this so is Akash. Awesome. I've got a question. My question is, you've talked about that Aphrodite has said uh, to lose yourself. Can you talk about how you lose yourself, but then you're also your, your, best, your own best friend? Uh, oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm glad you're asking. Now, uh, uh, we follow the teaching of Aphrodite. For some, it may seem like, that's a little weird. Hello, millions of people all around the world have, have read the law of attraction. Little did they know that it was the result of a channeling from uh, an entity known as the Abraham plural, but they speak as one, even though it's a group. So um, there, I'm okay if we lose a few. At the same time, if you knew, just hang in there. Uh, part of the teaching of Aphrodite is the idea to lose yourself. Okay? 
But here's how we're going to organize this. One, you yourself, me, myself, even though we may be super studied, well-traveled, eloquent, we're only witnessing a fragment, and it's beyond a fragment, of the big picture. No one could say right now, let me explain to you the true nature of life, where we go once we're done on this planet, how it originated, and every piece of it. So automatically, because we don't have all of the pieces, okay, let me give you an example. Imagine that someone has to go somewhere. We tell them, okay, you're going to come Saturday. We don't tell them a time. But we tell them to come, that it's very important that they come. We tell them a little bit about what the event, okay, it's my brother's birthday. We need you to bring this and that. But we don't give them a contact number, and we don't give them an address. So they know they have to show up. They don't exactly know anything other than it's my brother's birthday. They know what they got to bring, but they don't know where, and they don't have a way to check in with us. So in that moment, all sorts of concerns would rise, concerns that are just there because of a lack of information, an omission of certain facts. And then it would create those sub-surge. Now instead of the primary focus would be show up Saturday, bring what you need to bring, they would start to ask people if they know how to contact us. And then maybe somebody would say, oh, oh you know, uh, they're hard to be contacted. And then maybe they deviate into going, oh, shit, what if I cannot contact them? And it would give birth to all sorts of ramification that would not be what is. So because we don't know all the pieces, we, even when we do our best, even if now you say I'm dedicated towards my profession, I'm, my career, I'm dedicated towards me growing as a human, I'm dedicated at all levels, it's still missing a full understanding. So automatically, even though in the bigger picture we're completely fine, we didn't have to give ourselves our own birth, why would it stop there? It gives birth to all sorts of little concerns. So self becomes concerned. For example, how many times, how many times in your life you went to a weird little place for a moment almost thinking that, it was the end. How many times you worried about rent or money or this? And in that moment, it was so intense, you could not foresee that eventually you would one day live at a different place and something. How many times I remember when it was over with my first wife, I could not foresee that I was to be the most legendary, humbly fucking stated, fuck anybody that would resist this, the most legendary two and a half decades and going stronger than ever so far in multi-direction that are not just like, okay, let's do some pickup, PUA on the planet. I had no clue. So because I didn't know that, I had all sorts of, oh, maybe I should end my life now, maybe this, maybe that, all sorts of like, what if I never have anyone? But it's foolish to know that in the future, all of this was to come, but I still wasted a good chunk of my time for a couple of months I was under the impression, my fear was, what if I don't ever get anybody else? I felt like it was the best that I would ever have. And I was 21 at the time. That's 30 motherfucking years ago. I've been carrying concerns with me for my whole life. And if you have a concern, you guys ever have a concern, for example, you leave your place, and then suddenly you go, did I shut off the gas or not? It's good to check. But then, did you ever... I probably did. And two hours go by and you imagine the fire trucks outside of your place and your landlord going, it was him! And all the neighbors going, you motherfucker, you ruined our house! I don't know if it's manifested itself in this manner for you, but in all honesty, I know my mind and your mind can easily go there. So when we say lose yourself, it's really one thing. Lose the excessive preoccupation for the self that arise because you don't know that you are infinite and you shall always and only be fine. It doesn't mean be negligent. It doesn't mean be 
uh, lazy. It doesn't mean be stubborn. It doesn't mean do as you fucking please. It means to momentarily and then more permanently drop those excessive concerns, which if you really study the self-relation, you become aware of subtle things. I told my girl today, we're driving, and I said, you know, it's funny. Because where we're going, you'll watch. We're going to find parking, and we're going to be where we're going. But isn't it fascinating that I am projecting in my own mind in subtle subconscious ways that most would not detect because they don't know how to pay attention or that they can't pay attention. Recall of prior times. I'm even recalling a time when I was driving around and I couldn't find space. It's not my primary focus where it's right in front of me and I'm freaking out, but it's right there in the back of my mind. And that's only one thing, plus another thing, plus another thing, plus another thing. So that's the self we need to drop because then I give you a typical example. When we were in New York and suddenly we go from it's, – what was funny is that because it was that moment in time, it's Saturday evening and you're supposed to go out and have something happening. I noticed that oh, you guys are a little different on Friday. Have you ever noticed that? Saturday seems a little more significant than Friday. If Friday you didn't do much, you still have Saturday. Most people are going to go, how about your weekend? What did, where did you go on Saturday? So suddenly I noticed that we're outside of 255th. I finally got it. In, inside joke, you have to be there to understand. And I noticed that the guys are building a world record of tension and, and looking around and it's one of those moments when I'm talking to them but I can tell they're not with me it's not like it's, it's not the same than if it was Tuesday and we say hey I got a moment before I start doing my thing you want to grab a quick uh, avocado toast I know that little place yeah sure why not Vince let's go but maybe that Tuesday there would be a preoccupation about work about this about that so that self is constantly super active and in that moment, truth is this. We're a group of people. It's a moment in time that is known as Saturday 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. or 11, and we're outside of a venue, and we're somewhere outdoors about to be indoor. You're either outdoor or indoor somewhere on the planet. Yeah? And if we keep it at that, it's like, whoa, what's this? It's a nightclub. It's a nightclub. Oh, people go and hang out, you know. Many of them have drinks. And there's, there's those, those long pieces of wood where they serve beverages. You stand on one side. Oh, really? Wow. Can we go look at it? I'm curious. And they play music and they call it a DJ and some people dance. and some. Wow, wow. Can... No, instead it's the self that's starting to be preoccupied. What if I don't? What if I do? Self starts with what if I don't? What if I do? It forgets. I am. I am. So your question, and I'm glad you brought this up because we further discussed this, this little masterpiece. Please really listen to it. And trust me on this. I'm not being fucking cocky. Okay? I know what's out there. I, I know what you can hear, and I know what I just heard right now. And I don't take credit for it. I feel that this is the sum total of all the efforts put uh, I, I give a lot of credit to my colleagues and to, to just the human spirit open to betterment. So in deepening your self-relation, you become more self-aware and when you can start to detect those little excessive concerns that are subtle and most omit them until they feel like, I don't know, I feel weird. I don't know, I'm upset. No, it's never, I don't know, I'm upset. I don't know, I feel weird. It's, it's the accumulation of certain concerns that remained unaddressed. So right there, self-relation will help you lose yourself. Self-relation, uh, you, you have a point of counteracting. Because here's the truth. Most people think that they have a dialogue going on in their mind. It's not a fucking dialogue. For most, it's a monologue. And it's a monologue of different people. Suddenly, different voices, one voice may go like, Oh, I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a nightclub. I've never been so comfortable. But there's no response. And then another voice missed something else. Oh, well, what if I don't meet anybody? Oh, man, I wish I had dressed differently. But there's no interaction. So guys don't interact with 
the world because they don't interact with themselves. It's being a robot. This is your rebirth. This is the, when we say, oh, people are like robots, it's easy to become like a robot. You're not a pilot, and you don't check in with yourself. That's why I always emphasize check in. But check in is more than, oh, it's 5 p.m., I should check in. Check in is like, hey, anybody home? Are you feeling, really? And then let's say the concern goes, oh, man, I, I, I don't know. Obviously, I am, you simplify a bit. Obviously, I'm nervous going to that nightclub. I don't know why. <laughs> this is not really a why. You're going to be all right. You're going to be fine. It's not your first day. You've been through so many places. So now we got an interaction. And the voice reassures in simple ways. So that's part of losing yourself. Okay? So that was an extensive answer. I'm looking at the time. Somebody else was going to ask a question. VK, it's Sultan. Right. I have a question. All right. So um, tapping into statements uh, that welcome other women in your life is what we were talking about earlier. Uh, can you go ah, a little more right. in depth into that? Okay. So, wow, this is really deep tonight. Look what a little bit of sleep will do to me. By the way, I slept 25 fucking hours. <laughs> well, I, that's my own personality. I like to see how much can I do, and I, I really want the true answer. So when I sleep 25 hours, I go, okay, you kind of got your answer. This is how much you could do until you really needed to rest. And I'm not advocating this. This is just my own personal choices. But I, I hate to come short and think that I could do a lot and not do too much because of my concerns. So, but I'm not saying you guys do that. So it's important to recognize this. I'm speaking my best awareness of truth. It's always a bit of a deviation, you know, but we've got to make efforts and headways towards Truth, not truth, as like, you're not telling the truth. That's childish. More like, okay, there's got to be a more rational, a, more, uh, a deeper answer, something that, that makes even greater sense, higher, deeper wisdom. So one thing that's, that tends to happen at first is if you haven't had much with women, you're in one of three positions. You either really genuinely haven't had much. You know, some men may say it's been four years, yeah. Nobody likes to say that, so we keep it private. It's been four months. Or you had, but it came to an end, and not much has happened since that end. You're still thinking about her, or you got back with her, you broke up again, you got back, and, or, or she left, or she cheated, or you left, or you got pissed. Or you've been doing okay, but there's a but. From any of those places, there's going to be a tendency for you to want rapidly. Okay, that's why porn is so popular, because it's an instant relief, and it's at the tip of our fingers right now. So anyone watching it, I would know on one hand that it's not the, the thing that will best boost your psyche, that tomorrow you go, I feel so good, man. I've been watching porn every night. This, this is the way, man. Okay. I don't know. Maybe there's still too much guilt and shame around that as well. Who knows? Uh, but on the other hand, uh, it's also important not to blame yourself too much because that's all you, ca- all you want is really a quick relief of all that has piled up, and that one is tempting. So it's kind of understandable, but not recommended or, or fight away. But I'm deviating into another topic. But you've got to know that as a man, the moment you, you, you start to study this thing, one thing that's going to work against you is your impatience. Your impatience, elements of wanting to prove yourself, wanting right now, and that urge. I mean, trust me, right now we said count backwards for three, two, one, and you have three girls right in front of you ready to please and delight you. Oh, I'm first in line. But we got to work with that and go slow down. So at first, we're going to jeopardize ourselves. It's typical of men. We got to watch out. This is a pitfall of men. Okay? Women would love to hear this right now. We need to stay in our strength and slow down because it's easy to compromise. We got to know that a man could really be doing well and suddenly we compromise in stupid ways. Yeah? It's easy. So you're likely to compromise. You're likely to, if it was another man taking you through that, that, that endless chase and going, hey, I'm sorry I couldn't make it, but hey, do you think you could give me a ride? You'd be, brother, what a fuck, man. 
You said you would be there. Where were you? But with a woman, we don't dare say, come on, you said you would be there. I'm done with you. Because we think, oh, if I'm nice with her, uh, then it's going to be okay. So we go along too much, and then there's a gravitation. Once you're back in your power, the first layer, watch, hear this, listen, feel this. Guaranteed, you're going to start to be both reminded of girls, so it's possible a girl that you were with from your past will surface, or you'll be reminded of her. Should I get back with my ex? No, you could. I mean, who are we to say for you? But it's probably just a manifestation or awareness, and your energy field is shifting, so that's why that pops to mind. Then after that will be the next nearest uh, women, which maybe there's that girl at work, there's that girl in salsa class, there's that girl at yoga class, there's my new neighbor, there's this. But there again, if you're the powerful man, you could play with that a touch. You could figure it out. You could ask more openly. Say, I see you at work every day and you always smile at me. I'm a guy. I don't want to take this the wrong way. You can tell me. <laughs> I'm just, I thought I would ask you, are you always smiling like that at everybody? You should watch out because some people, you smile at them and maybe you don't want to always smile. In, interesting conversation. So, but there's going to be that tendency to look for what's really close and then it might be like you go to your doctor and there's a cute uh, uh, clerk person. If you're a fucking doctor, you didn't go to the doctor to meet a girl. If you meet a girl and it's really strong, maybe if you really have game, you, you know that and you don't, don't do it there, but you do more elsewhere. So that's kind of secondary. It's not primary. And right there you inquire. You go like, Ah, oh, you got to watch out with me. I'm a bit of a flirt. Look, hey, doctor, how are you? I'm, yeah, I'm talking to her. You know, I'm, I'm a front as a guy. Or however you want to work it. So then you got to know that all of that is a sub-manifestation of underestimating how good you are and how well you can do and what's available. So personally, when I became aware of this, of that tendency to go for the quick fix, you know, the girls that were a little drunk, the girls that were like, hey, you want to fuck me? And I, I, I started, there's got to be, to think there's got to be something better. So I concocted, I, I designed a few simple statements that include the statements you're capable of, of putting them together yourself. I'll give you an example, but don't be attached to my example, okay? Um, Statements such as, I welcome in my reality women who are a little bit more ready, uh, who have better things to offer, who are more together, who, who will be thrilled to be with me. I welcome, reveal yourself to me. Come into my realm of awareness. I welcome women who have more to offer. Welcome women who will enrich me, who will delight me. Now, I created that thing called the come to me ritual because if you only do that, what if the woman comes, you know, like the person who wins the lottery, but they don't have any chops with money and next thing you know, it's all gone. Then I think it's also important to uh, say, I welcome within me the mindset that will have me go through this in, in a solid manner where I don't compromise myself. And then to the third one of the come to me ritual is uh, I welcome uh, the uh, the flow in which it happens more naturally. I remember at some point I said it happens like it does in a musical because I was all fed up of those like, okay, the girl's following, now her friend is pulling her away, now the, both of them are outside of my place, now they don't want to come upstairs, now they come upstairs, now they say they want to go, now one disappeared looking for another friend. After a while of like, okay, those tore the force of finally I pulled, I fucking did it, but oh my God, what a nightmare the journey was. I started to add the element of like, and it's smooth. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a pest to those who are listening for only one time. I'm going to um, talk more about this in our membership. A genuine announcement, your best bet once again. You got to check in often. It's not one program that's going to do it. It's, it's continuity and growth and making this recognizing how important this is for you. If you're a man listening to this right now, and after I make this little announcement, you go, yeah, I don't know, I already have a lot of material. Oh, or even if you're pre thinking, oh, he just wants us to enroll, why the fuck wouldn't I? Because then that means you shouldn't be listening to me because they, 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 they wouldn't be value. I know the fucking value. I know how rich this call has been, and we're barely scratching the surface here. 
So your best bet is to enroll. You go to seductioncoaching.com, and it's a monthly thing. But I know I'm not the first monthly program on the planet, but I'm going to tell you, go and challenge any other fucking monthly program on the planet for the fragment that I'm going to charge you to be there for you every single day. So that's beyond. To me, that's devotion. That's dedication. That's a life mission. To me, I'm giving back. I'm known as the Godfather. There's many meaning to that name. Godfather, because I've been here for a long time. Godfather, because those who have messed with me have realized that, oh, wow, don't mess with that guy. <laughs> He's going to orchestrate a vendetta that's going to make the Godfather movie look like it was nothing. I'm being playful here, of course. So. But I'm also the Godfather because we've all fantasized of this authority figure in our life that would pass on the skills. Don't use it as a fucking excuse and go, oh, easy for Vince then. But I did have a godfather who owned strip clubs in Germany. And this guy was a womanizer like no other. People don't like the word womanizer. It's a false word. But that's how they called him at the time. And women loved him. Okay? The problem when people go, oh, he's such a womanizer, go watch how women love him. Okay? So a new name for a womanizer could be somebody who is really loved by women. Ah, interesting. So anyway, he passed on something to me and then something very dramatic happened to him. Uh, we could never have foreseen that. I mean, that was, that was real. That was, that was very bizarre, you know, and it's gone. And um, I, don't, I don't want to be like one of those people making a sermon of we are, we are the world because I, I mean it for many other reasons, but I, I wish to pass that gift, you know, it's a promise that I made to him that I could be that to somebody else. I could be the guy who goes, listen, my little brother, first, when you put on a fucking condom, make sure that you leave some space. And don't trust any girl ever telling you I'm on the pill or anything like that unless for 90 days every day you wake up and you go, I want a baby. This is very important for me. I want to be a father. If that's not the case, then you better, even if the girl goes like, oh, but I wasn't done. Uh, well, it's going to be a long time to be done till you're done with being a mother by accident. Then you better off come outside of her. Wow, Godfather, you have any more like that? I got plenty. I got plenty. But meanwhile, let me talk to that girl. Okay, so go to seductioncoaching.com, and I think it's $129 a month to be able to be a member of Aphrodite's Prince. It's absolutely phenomenal. You guys should go there. And that's all for me tonight. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for your questions, and I will see you again, members of uh, the groups. Tomorrow night, we're going to talk about the Come to Me ritual.